And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Hello, and welcome back to the Star of the Show podcast. As always, I am your host, Delaney Swift, and today I am recording this episode from drumroll please wait for it my couch and it is let me tell you just one of life's great pleasures to record a podcast episode from the couch i normally record from my studio aka my office and i've just been in there for too many hours today and had a lot going on was pretty busy didn't feel like i really left my desk that much so i decided to come and sit on the couch where there's a lot of good insulation you know what I mean? There's a lot of fabric around, so there's good sound quality. It absorbs the, you know, the echo. So here we are on the couch, and welcome to another episode. I hope you guys are having a great week so far. Before the episode, I wanted to kind of get your guys' feedback on this. I know that podcasting isn't as, like, interactive as, like, a TikTok or an Instagram video. Like, it's not as immediate feedback as some other platforms, but I'd love to know what type of content you guys like to hear, what you like and don't like about the podcast. Do you like solo episodes? Do you like guests better? I kind of like a mixture of both. I personally like doing a mixture. I like listening to a mixture of, of when other people do that. Um, the reason that I'm asking too is because I find myself wanting to start venturing a little bit more into pop culture topics like just talking about what's going on in pop culture news, bringing on pop culture experts or just people who know a lot about what's happening in like the entertainment industry and can like just gap with me for a long period of time about what's happening and what their opinions are. And I would love to move in that direction for some episodes, but I also love interview style. I love having my friends on. I love having like a personal development and self-help element and telling people's stories. So that will remain. But yeah, I'm curious like what things you love, what things you don't love and what you want to see more of. And yeah, I'm just really open to feedback because that's how I feel like I can move in the right direction and create the content that's going to help you and entertain you and just continue to get better. So feel free to email staroftheshowpod at gmail.com. If you have any feedback, you can also comment or like message me on any of my social media platforms. So for Instagram, that's at dswifty with a Y. And for TikTok, that's at Delaney M, as in Margaret, my middle name. Last name Swift, Delaney M Swift. So feel free to hit me up on there if you have any feedback or suggestions. But I just got home yesterday, last night from Cleveland. I was visiting my mom and grandma. I don't know about the rest of the world, but around the holidays, all I want to do, I feel like, is just be at home and be cozy. But like in, but I miss my actual home. Like I live in Florida and it's like cooling down, but even if it's freezing here, I feel like it just doesn't feel like winter because there's still like trees on the leaves. It feels like tropical the sun's always shining clear blue skies which I'm not complaining about that because that's amazing it's just so funny how like the grass is always greener because I used to want to get out of Ohio winter so bad 
but now I'm craving them. So I don't know. Explain that logic to me. But I just have like I would I don't know over the past month or so or more maybe I've just been like missing home so 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 much like all I wanted to do was just be with my mom and my grandma and be in fall weather and there's this event every year in my hometown at this like home and garden shop that it's basically like you you oh my gosh I just stuttered you pay for a ticket and it I think that like the proceeds it goes towards like charity but the ticket gets you entrance into like this home and garden shop. It's at like usually around like 6 to 9 p.m. And it also gets you free food, free drinks all night. It's like wine and beer. And it gets you a raffle ticket and it gets you a $5 coupon to shop. So it's like a night when they put out all of the Christmas decorations. It's usually the first weekend of November every year. They put out all the Christmas decorations. They decorate it really cozy. They have someone come and sing. And it's just the most cozy event ever. And we usually see like a bunch of people that we know. I was not expecting to like run into so many people. But it was just, it reminded me of like how cozy and wholesome my hometown is. Like my hometown, I am not even kidding you, reminds me so much of Stars Hollow, the town in Gilmore Girls. Like it's just quaint. Everyone knows each other. It feels like... The little downtown area has like a waterfall and like an old popcorn shop that's been there for years and like it's just so quaint. There's like a book, a little bookstore that has like rickety floors and it's just so special. I don't know. I It's a very idyllic. Anywho, so the event was in my hometown. It just so happened that that was happening on the same weekend that I was going home but I had like been wanting to go home for a, a while to just like be there for the fall and spend like a weekend there with my mom and my grandma but I just had like trips going on I had work stuff going on work trips I had trips planned with my friends and it was just it didn't seem like there was any good weekends to go and I am going home in another couple of weeks for Thanksgiving but I just really didn't think I could wait that long I was just very homesick so I went to visit my mom and grandma for like literally only a couple days, but it was very, very pleasant and I did not want to leave. I got my fall fix. The leaves were changing. It was beautiful. We spent time outside. We cuddled on the couch and just like laid there. Well, I cuddled on the couch and I spent time with my grandma. We went to lunch, me, my mom, my grandma. We just, we did a lot of like fun fall and winter activities that we, that are like traditions. We got our Starbucks drinks or Starbucks holiday Starbucks holiday drinks I got the oh gosh what was it called the sugar cookie latte with oat milk and it was just divine but that brings me to a topic that I'm very excited and passionate about and I know it's going to be relevant coming up which is the Netflix Christmas movies so there are not as many it seems Christmas movies coming out this year on Netflix which like Hallmark was the one to do it right like Hallmark made the cheesy Christmas movies that everyone like loved to hate or hated to love and then Netflix started making their own and they'd get like one A-list celebrity or B-list celebrity and then you know maybe one more and like everyone else was just you know kind of random but they would always be like cheesy but you'd kind of love them and I eat that shit up like every 
Christmas season. I didn't used to like the cheesy Christmas movies. I only liked the classics. But in like the recent few, like past few years, I just eat that shit up because like every day that I can, I'll just put on a new Christmas movie. It's like I want to watch a new one. And of course, I need to have the classics every year and like sprinkle those in. But it's like I just want all the Christmas content I can possibly consume. And it's just like a little nostalgic vibe, you know, watching cheesy Christmas movies like you used to do on Hallmark. So I'll definitely still watch Hallmark ones. And there's Lifetime ones coming out. Apparently, I think Tia Mowry is going to be in a new Christmas one on Lifetime. So definitely want to check that out. But it's insane to me that I can't just like Google Netflix Christmas movies coming out in 2023. I think there's like two or three of them, literally. But last year, I feel like there were so many. And so like there was some good ones I really liked. There was one with, oh God, she was a pretty baby. What's her name? Brooke, Brooke Shields. I loved the one of her in Scotland last that came out, I think last year or the year before. So freaking good. But there's definitely, like, I definitely have some favorites and some ones that I'm like, this is just too much. I can't fucking watch it. There was one last year that was so god awful. I couldn't even get through the first like 30 minutes. But I made a list on my TikTok last year of the top like five or six maybe. And I've literally looked for it so much. I didn't even, I didn't put it in like a note either. I think I just like took screenshots of the actual movies. But like the freaking video, I don't know where it is. I couldn't find it. I scrolled so far back. But you know how it gives you like the memory on TikTok now? Like it does on Snapchat and everything. Like your memories from a year ago today. I'm checking it every day so that when it pops up, I can repost it for you guys so you can watch those because that video got a lot of traction last year. But I'm going to try to find those videos and I'm going to do a new one this year whenever the new videos come out. So stay tuned for that because if you're a cheesy Christmas girl like me and you love all things holiday season, stick around because the content's coming. So what's going on? Let's do a pop of culture. So BravoCon 2023 was this past weekend in Las Vegas, and it feels like a lot happened, but like not a lot happened at the same time. I feel like if I was there, I'd have a lot of tea to spill or something, like seeing people do shit. But actually, if that happened, I don't think I would want to spill any tea because I'd like want to be besties with all of them. But here are like my main takeaways. So Tom Sandoval, and this is just what I gather from like watching the live streams and people's TikToks and the coverage of the weekend it it seems like Tom Sandoval like got booed when he came on stage which like duh but Lala kind of stood up for him a little bit because it was just a lot and he wore a skirt to BravoCon like that to me I was like the audacity of this man who already got so much attention this year for being a, a literal like man whore oh goodness I just can't he wore a long denim skirt with a Gucci belt and a blazer that was like mostly open and like combat or Chelsea boots with like high socks. And he he always paints his nails, but this time they were like blue and had like diamonds or studs on them. And it's just, it's a lot for me. Like I, no shade to men who want to like try different things with their style or experiment, but I'm like, it just feels like he's seeking attention on top of or like trying to divert everyone from what he did. 
and just, I don't know, wear something crazy to like distract everyone. I, I don't know. It just seems like a cry for attention and it make it made me mad. I was like, what are you freaking doing? Like wearing a skirt. What was the strategy behind this? Or you just truly not care? I don't know. I, I posted a video on this. I'm like, well, if I was the most hated man at BravoCon, I don't know that I'd be like going and doing that. But also it's like send it. Why not? I, I don't know. I just seemed a little annoying to me. But that's just because I know how he's acted the last 10 years he's been on my TV. Another takeaway was it seems like Taylor Green, Taylor Ann Green and Olivia from Southern Charm have made somewhat of amends. It seems like they've put aside their grievances because both of their brothers passed away in the last like year or so. So it seems like they're supporting each other through that and kind of putting everything on pause. I, I'm sure we'll see more of this play out, but this is kind of what I expected, you know, and I think I said this the last episode. When you go through something like that, it makes you forget about all the little stuff. It just it makes it all seem so silly and small. And, you know, I know Austin and her started making amends and, you know, she and him are starting to be a little more friendly on this on this season because of her brother and how he had his sister pass away when he was younger so they can relate on that. But she had gone over to his house in the most recent episode. She had gone over to his house to watch movies and hang out, whatever. And she took off her bra. And to this, I say, I get it. Like, I can put myself in those shoes. Like, okay, think about it from this lens. If you have broken up with someone, there's still love there. But it's like fate is kind of like keeping you apart or like their bad decisions are kind of keeping you apart. But then you like talk, you reconnect, you're like, oh, this guy's so, you know, it is a good person or whatever. You're just reconnecting for a blip in time, whatever it is. Even if they don't get back together, that's like completely besides the point. But it's like you're comfortable with this person. You're hanging out with them. You've already seen them naked and you're on the couch chilling with them. It's like, I don't know. I feel like there's, it's just like a, a girlfriend. Like, if I was at one of my friend's houses, I would, and I had like an uncomfortable bra on, I might like undo it and take it off because it, they get uncomfortable when you're just trying to be comfortable and relax on the couch. Like there was, doesn't have to be a motive there, but I can see myself doing that at like an ex's house just out of comfort because I'm like, I'm comfortable with this person. I'm relaxing and like o kind of opening up to you, but I'm not going to like hook up with you, but I can just get into my comfies and kind of be relaxed and not be uncomfortable with this freaking bra underwire getting it at me so I understood that situation and I know everyone was kind of making it a bigger deal it definitely didn't look great but I I can't understand it but they addressed that at BravoCon not a huge deal honestly Kyle talks a lot about Mauricio but again like I kind of feel like it was just stuff that we already knew it wasn't really like she was giving us anything that we couldn't guess or couldn't like that we didn't already know. So she talked about how her and Mauricio still live in the same house, which we already knew. She said that her her daughters have been really supportive through it all. He's been busy with Dancing with the Stars, so he hasn't been around much. And she obviously like, you know, this isn't her fairy tale either. She doesn't necessarily want to be in the situation, but she is. So henceforth, they're in the situation. And she did drop the D word, divorce, to, in an interview during the weekend. Not on a panel, but... So to me, it kind of does feel like this is actually going to be a divorce and not just a separation. So that's really sad. And that's kind of what I 
that was one of my biggest takeaways from it is just like it seems like they are kind of final and that sucks it seems like they're pretty tormented about it but I don't know I at first I did have hope that they would stay together or they would work through it but now I'm not so sure along those same lines Dorit mentioned that her and PK are not getting divorced they're not split up and there was you know rumors that they had been split up for multiple months there was trouble in paradise they were trying to keep it hush hush for the show but she debunked those rumors I don't know I could kind of see it happening like even that's the thing is like when you're on a reality tv show even if you have marital issues and you separate for a time or you like you know you just need a little bit of a break from each other. Like that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting divorced and it's okay to like have that space away from each other. But of course, when you're a public figure, figure like everyone's going to eat that shit up and want to know all the details and want something conclusive. So like if they were going through rough times, like whatever, who cares? Like obviously we want to know the details, but that's just kind of to be expected, I think. Like every marriage probably goes through ups and downs. And like, if you want to separate, that's fucking go for it, go for it. So it's not, it doesn't seem so far-fetched to me that like maybe they were not getting along and needed a little space. I don't know. And maybe they're fine now. So it looks like if they posted a Halloween costume together, they were like Alice in Wonderland characters, the whole family. So seems like, you know, everything's hunky-dory. Did you catch my little Kathy Hilton reference there? Who is hunky-dory? What else? Okay, so Shep mentioned he met up with Bryn or, like, talked to Bryn, met her. Uh, I think that he might be a little into it. We don't know if she is. Um, Also, Captain Jason from Below Deck had a crush on Lala, mentioned that he would love to see her at at BravoCon. They've been hanging out posting these like kind of mysterious posts on their Instagram and in their stories. They, I guess, went, walked up to the rooms together and I don't know, they've just been hanging out and like hinting at like, you know, flirting with each other. So everyone's like, I ship, I ship. I'm like, I I don't really even know much about Jason because I don't really watch Below Deck as much as the other shows or really at all. So I don't know much about him, but he does kind of seem like a pijam. So I'm here for it. Lala, I feel like she's growing up and getting more mature because she was saying in an interview that someone was asking her a question about how she kind of defended Tom Sandoval, even though she was like totally against him at the beginning of the whole Scandoval issue. And she was like, yeah, you know, I was going through a lot at that time and it was happening, happening parallel with Scandoval. So... I understand like through therapy that I have like things I need to work through and yeah, what he did sucked, but like we need to move on. And I, I agree with that sentiment, honestly. So it seems like she's, you know, maturing and, you know, I always love Lala. So I guess I'm here for that. We'll see what happens. Another thing was Sheena was seen in Tom Sandoval's suite, question mark. Apparently Tom Sandoval had people to his suite or I don't know whose suite that was everyone's saying with Sandoval's unconfirmed um Sheena and Brock were in the room Tom Sandoval put up a creepy gross video where he like filmed everyone in the room and like said hey Brock and I kind of felt like that was a video that he made to like show who was in his room 
and be a little shady, not gonna lie, but Sheena was in the room, like, across from them on the couch, and then later on, she said that she was, like, there to defend Ariana, or there to, like, defend someone. I'm like, I don't understand how that happens, but hopefully we get more, more deets on that. Heather Gay said that we are going to find out more about why she got punched in the face, or I guess I just inferred that that was what happened, but why she had a black eye last season. Apparently, we're going to find out in this season more details about why she got, why she had a black eye that when they were on that girl's trip. Everyone thinks it was Jen Shaw who punched her in the face. I would really like to know, so I'm obviously going to keep watching, but I'm like, come on, girl, just tell us. You've been so ominous about it this whole time. I know there was, like, stuff that everyone was talking about with Teresa and, like, the New Jersey panel. I'm not as much of a New Jersey girly, but apparently people were asking Louie, Teresa's new husband, like, what he does for work, and then people were asking about, like, Jen being far up Teresa's asshole, and everyone was, like, going wild, and, like, people from the New Jersey cast were yelling at people in the audience, so it got wild. Oh, I can't believe I forgot. Lindsay Hubbard and Carl Radke. It was like one of their first times seeing each other again in public. And they were on a summer house panel together. So they obviously had to address like everything. Carl said he doesn't think he blindsided her. Lindsay said she feels blindsided and she was so heartbroken and yada, yada, yada. I think there's two sides to every story. And it's controversial to say, but normally like I swing more towards, like, Carl's side. I feel like he has gotten super level-headed. He wasn't drinking. Like, she was going ballistic on him last season. Everyone was like, well, how can you put up with this? I honestly really liked them together. I thought that they were going to last and, like, they were a good relationship. I thought it was stupid how everyone was getting all worked up because they were moving too fast. Like, they'd known each other for years and years, and then they got together and, like, moved in together pretty fast. But I think that that makes a lot of sense because they knew each other for a long time. I don't think that was a big deal at all, but everyone was freaking out about it last season, especially Danielle. And go figure that Danielle and Lindsay are BFFs again now that Lindsay's single and like, you know, I don't know. I think all the girls are fine with Lindsay now, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how it plays out this season because I usually would side with Carl in that Lindsay can be a little cray cray. But obviously, I would hate to be in Lindsay's shoes, too, so I don't freaking know. I just feel like we have to wait so long for this next season. It's, like, just dragging out. And I think those are, like, my main, like, my biggest takeaways from BravoCon. And next year, I am manifesting that I'm either, like, I'm going to go one way or another. Whether I get invited to go or I pay for my own ticket, but I'm manifesting that I get invited to go and be involved in some way, shape, or form, and go to, like, one of the sponsored events there. I'm, mark my words. And, of course, we have to talk a little bit of Taylor and Travis news. Uh, Travis was in Germany playing against Alex Earl's boyfriend's team, aka Miami Dolphins. So, the Chiefs played the Dolphins in Frankfurt, Germany on Saturday, November 4th, I believe, yes. Or, no, sorry, oh my gosh, Sunday, November 5th yesterday. Oh my God, I'm all turned around. It feels like the last like two days have been more than two, but I don't know why I just said that football's on a Saturday. Like, okay, girl, can you tell I love sports? Um, so anyways, Travis played Braxton. The Chiefs won. Go figure. They win everything. But 
Alex Earl was there in Germany to watch NFL man play. And yeah, that was cool to like watch all of her videos on social media. But I was like, how crazy would it be if Taylor was there in Germany and Alex Earl was there? That would be insane. Like the world would go crazy. Everyone would be, it, it would go viral. Obviously they'd be rooting for opposing teams, but like two of them in one, one stadium, crazy. Taylor is embarking on her international tour very shortly. Today is the 6th. So in three days, she starts her tour. The first one is in Argentina on November 9th, this Thursday, which is like insane. So by the time you're listening to this, it will be tomorrow. And this past weekend, she was spotted out to dinner in New York City at Bond Street with Gigi Hadid, Sophie Turner, Selena Gomez, Brittany Mahomes, Cara Delevingne. Am I missing someone? I think that's it. But star-studded friend group like and now Brittany Mahomes is getting in in the mix Brittany Mahomes is holding hands with Taylor Swift as they're walking out let me tell you this is my favorite outfit that that Brittany has ever worn I actually thought she looked really good really sleek and I loved I loved it I loved the look a lot of people talk smack on Brittany Mahomes I don't know enough to say one way or the other but like I can understand like why people say what they do but, like, damn, she's winning. And all the people that have ever talked shit on her, they're eating their words right now because she is freaking living life. She's just a girl who dated a guy, married her high school sweetheart. He was really good at football, went to the NFL, and played for a team in freaking Kansas City where one of his best friends on the team ended up dating a massive celebrity in Taylor Swift. And now Brittany Mahomes gets to meet all these crazy people and have all these amazing opportunities. And you know what? Like, that's awesome. Good for her. I'm jealous. But also, like, I don't know. Just damn. Damn. The one thing about this, though, this dinner, is that Taylor is really doing the most. She is, she was in LA. She was in, like, multiple times. She's been in Kansas City. She's been in New York. She's been God knows where else. She has been all over the place and going to dinners and drinking and staying up late and who whatever. Good for her. But like, damn, girl, aren't you tired? And you have to go start an international tour on Thursday. Like, I would be exhausted leading up to that. I would I would be like, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't hang out with anyone. I know that she's probably like trying to see everyone and hang out and whatever. Spend time with her friends before she leaves. But like, damn, what are you doing? Aren't you tired? I, leading up to trips, I literally need like at least five business days or more to just like get myself cool, calm, and collected, get all of my bits and pieces from like the drugstore and Target and do laundry, clean my house, make sure every like thing is packed. I know she has people to do that for her, but still, like, don't you feel like you need to just like, I, ugh, Wow. She's really doing it all. Her stamina amazes me. Okay, this next piece of pop culture news is insane. And this may just be insane for me, but I don't know. I think some girls will will understand. So Chris Harrison got married this last weekend, and that's not the news. That is really cool. It's really great. I know that him and his wife have been together for a while. She's heavily involved with pop culture news as well very beautiful. I hope they have a wonderful life together. But what's really crazy to me is the all of the Bachelor Nation people that were there and most shockingly, Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick 
both posted content like with each other. Like she posted a t- uh, a Instagram photo with like this whole group and he was in it on one side and she was in it all the way on the other side. But then there's a group photo where she's standing right next to him. And then he, she posted a video on her story where she's like dancing and he's standing in the corner and she's like being all silly and goofy and he's standing there. And I, I can't tell if he feels like uncomfortable or if he feels like, I don't know, like, damn, like, I love her. That's, like, could have been my wife. And I don't know how to act. Or if he's, like, annoyed. I don't know. But then he also posted a reel on his Instagram today of a bunch of video clips from the wedding. And there was a couple of clips with him and Caitlin in it. And then one where they're, like, taking a shot together. And I'm like, okay, so are they friends? Are they amicable? Is she dating women now? Is she, like, is she still into him? Are they going to get back together? Is this just them showing that they're friends and friendly now? Like, what does this mean? Um, either way, I love both of them so, 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 so much. Um, but I just am like, okay, what does this mean? Like, are we just reading into it too much? But like, damn, I feel like that is kind of making a statement when you post a video or like a photo with your ex. It like has to mean something, right? Like you're showing that we're friends or that like something more is going on. I have no idea. I was just shocked to see that, especially after like how shocking of a breakup that was. And they both seemed really rattled by it and, like, still kind of do. So, like, what's going on, girls and boys? Um, okay, next we have a baby. We have a little baby. Travis, Courtney and Travis had their baby. His name is Rocky. Um, Travis accidentally, like, leaked the name or, like, said the name on some interview recently and was like, oh, yeah, Rocky's due that day, blah, 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 blah. Um, Cool name, nothing too crazy, and good for them. Happy for them. Feels like she's been pregnant a long time. I really have nothing else to say besides, like, this is kind of cool that they got to have a baby of their own together. Also, has anyone been noticing that, like, Dua Lipa literally erased all of her Instagram photos, and then she post started posting, re- like, new ones? It's all about, like, her new album that's coming out, or is it a single or an album? Okay, I think it might be a single because this Rolling Stone article I just looked up says Dua Lipa confirms new album will, will arrive in 2024, teases 1970s era psychedelia. And like for me, I absolutely love Dua Lipa. Like she's my girl cross. She's gorgeous. I love her style. I love everything about her. But I also love her music. I feel like it's fun pop music. But then it's also it like gives oldies music vibes like her last album that came out which honestly was like a while ago now I think it came out in like 2020 or somewhere around there when she's like oh oh my gosh like those were amazing songs it felt like very 80s pop and now this the little blip that I heard on her Instagram sounded really good it's a song called Houdini and it comes out in a few days so really, really pumped for that. I am a girl that loves oldies. Like I could listen to seventies and eighties music all day, every day. So the fact that she can like bring this type of like sound into today's music, I'm living for it. I I love, I love her. But yeah, I feel like with everything going on with like Taylor and Travis and just like in pop culture news in general, I don't think anyone really noticed what she's been doing on her social media and how she's been promoting her new album unless you're like a super fan I don't feel like anyone really noticed this super excited for the new music though and lastly this is a trend that I wanted to speak on because I feel like I've been seeing so many people talk about 
like de-influencing and not even using the term de-influencing necessarily because I feel like that was kind of a thing last year where someone coined the phrase and then this one influencer Danny something or other who Danny Austin or does she does she live in Austin or is her name Danny Austin I think it's Danny Austin anyways she created a podcast called de-influencing and like her she had like stolen it from someone or something and then an inf uh one of her former assistants had like come out and posted a video saying that she was like treated poorly by Danny and Danny had to like make a video in response anyways that whole topic was very popular last year of de-influencing getting basically like trying to make you not feel like you have to buy everything and like influencing you against buying certain products or just skewing you in another direction of like feeling like you have to buy into into this like consumerism buy every single product that's pushed at you do everything that anyone says online but I feel like we're seeing kind of a new wave of this this year like I have seen countless videos online of people saying that they're tired of seeing all of these unrelatable people girls specifically on t- on TikTok online in general posting their like perfectly curated content their perfectly curated days their amazing looking homes their like organization people are tired tired of seeing influencers say that they have such a busy day ahead and then it's just like dumb errands that like anyone else has to do on top of a job and I just like today I saw a video of a girl saying that she relates more to like smaller content creators. She's rooting for them. She likes seeing people who live in town similar to her. And I've definitely felt like that in recent months and maybe even like, uh, I I was gonna say the past year, but I feel like in the last maybe six months, I've really resonated with content that is more similar to like me and like where I'm at and people talking like about more relatable shit. And I've gotten away from wanting to just say like the perfectly curated stuff. I want to actually hear substance. Like I want to hear you talk and I want to get to know you as a content content creator. And I want to be entertained and like just I need more. I think and everyone's kind of craving that. Like they, they need more. They need more honesty and relatability. And like this one influencer that I follow, I really love her and I'm not going to stop following her. But she literally posts so many freaking beauty products and she has done so many collabs and like paid brand deals with a bunch of different like makeup or beauty brands and hair care brands that it's so hard for me to decipher what she actually likes and what she doesn't and it just seems so ingenuine and I know that people need to make money and this particular particular influencer lives in New York City so like I know it's not cheap to live but and like I, I understand because I would want to get my bag as well. Like it times ain't times are hard. Like I would do anything to make any more money that like I, I get it. But I just think that that's like so misleading for a consumer for us as followers and as an audience. It's like what's genuine and what's not like that clearly isn't genuine. And so I think more and more as people have been saying we are smart as consumers. We're not dumb. We can't be fooled. We know what's real and what's not. And I think it's just so important to sift through like what you're seeing 
and take things with a grain of salt and actually make your own judgment calls. Like use your best judgment and make decisions on what you need and don't need based off of that. Because it can be so exhausting to see people buying shit constantly that like either they don't need or like you would love to have, but either they're not being honest about it or they're buying it and don't need it. Like they're, you know what I mean? They're saying, oh, I bought this and then they actually got gifted it or they're buying it and like they have all these extra funds to do that. It can be very triggering. So I think that we're just turning away from this like overly curated, overly like pushed out brand deal content and moving into more relatability. So I have no idea what that means for the future of content creation, but I I, I don't know. I, it's It's becoming so much more clear to me that like you really just have to use your best judgment because people out here promoting everything. So with that, like try not to get too down on yourself based off of like what you see on Instagram, on TikTok, on social media, anywhere. And like if you need to literally put your phone away, go for a walk, write down 10 things you're grateful for, journal, brain dump onto a piece of paper, all the things that are on your mind, all the things that you wish you wanted or wish you had and what you want and everything. And then like if you feel like you need to like rip that up, throw in the throw in the trash bin, burn it, whatever. But just know that like you do not need to have every single thing that people have online. You can literally give like handmade gifts to everyone in your life for Christmas, for every birthday. You can make your own clothes. You can go thrifting. You can shop in your own closet. Like you don't need to buy into what everyone else has. And that's what I'll leave you with because it's exhausting. And I think that's where things are moving. And I think it's way more cool and admirable to do things that are like smart, but also like for you and make you happy rather than feeling like you need to keep up, you know? Alrighty, my loves, my friends, my little stars. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Please, please, please tell me what you want to hear more of. And if you have any guest suggestions, because I would love to keep serving you all of the content that you want to hear. All right. Have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you are loving the podcast, please, please leave a rating and review and tell others what you're loving about the show. It really helps grow the podcast and helps me create more content for you. If you have suggestions for the pod or questions you'd like me to answer, you can always email staroftheshowpod at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next Wednesday.